Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform Aisha's podcast. And I'm going to be summarizing the book of First Samuel. I want to be honest with you guys. <clears throat> Please sit down, get some popcorn, relax, because it's just so much beauty in this book so far. I summarize up to chapter 18. And I think the book has about like 30 chapters and I'm already up to page seven. So I will be breaking this up into parts, but here it goes. Thank you so much for continuing the journey with me as we are studying out and summarizing the book of 1 Samuel. It starts out with some great and important details. Chapter one starts out with E-L-K-A-N-A-H and his two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children and Hannah did not. Year after year, the husband sacrificed and worshiped God. Verse three, that is an amazing spiritual leader of the home. Even though Hannah wasn't blessed with the desires of her heart, she had some blessings. Hannah received a double portion of meat than Penina. Verses four through five. It was the Lord who closed Hannah's womb. Verse six. There are times we may have healthy desires from God, but God says no or wait. God is faithful and trustworthy. Hannah was provoked so badly that she wept and would not eat. This happened year after year. Verses 6 and 7. Hannah prayed and wept with deep anguish. Verses 9 to 11. Eli, the priest, thought she was drunk and reprimanded her. But I love Hannah's humble response. Verses 12 to 17. Just because people are mean to us does not mean that we have to be mean back. I use the word mean three times in one sentence. Ha ha. Okay. Um, Hannah's Um, Hannah's humble response dissolved the situation and even allowed Eli to say, quote unquote, may the Lord of Israel grant you with what you have asked of him. Verses 17 and 18. Even after all of that, after a course of time, Hannah became pregnant and had a son. Verses 19 to 20. God remembered her and then she had a baby. Even when God is working and God remembers, we may still need to wait. Panana was mean to Hannah and, te- and was teasing her. But God gave her a baby in the end. God opposed the prideful, pe- prideful person and gave grace to the humble one. I absolutely love Hannah that I lo- I absolutely love that Hannah wanted to have a baby so that she can give him back to God for all the days of his life verse 11 even later on in his life the husband had his annual sacrifice to the Lord to fulfill his vow verse 21 Hannah did not go verse 22 it reminds me of the season that I am in now. Hannah's desire was for a child, but her will was to glorify God. Hannah decided to give her son to God, verses 26 to 28. Even though she desired a son, it wasn't her idol. Hannah did not let the desire consume her, and she even gave her desire back to God. That is an amazing and convicting heart to have. I want God to be the ultimate desire, nothing else. So that was just basically from chapter 1. In chapter 2, Hannah provides a beautiful prayer to God, verses 1 through 11. I absolutely love how Hannah praises God in verse 2. 
There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There is no rock like our God. End quote. I absolutely love verses 8 and 9. Verse 8. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats he sees them with princes and he has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundation of the earth is are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. Verse 9. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. End quote. Eli had sons that, who had no regard for the Lord. Verse 2. Their sins was very great in the Lord's sight, for they were treating the Lord's offering with contempt. In verse 6, 17. God blessed Hannah with three sons and two daughters. Samuel is also getting closer to God. Verse 21. Eli mentioned... Okay, where did it go? Oh, yes. Eli mentioned how he did not like what his sons did, but he honored his sons mourning God. See verses 25, 27 to 29. There is consequences when we put people over guard or allow sins or become too sentimental about the relationships that we have with people. Oh, so convicting so far. If we love someone and we see wrongdoing, we love them enough by bringing them back to God and not tolerating bad behavior. It is better to rebuke the person and bring them back to Christ rather than silently disagree with them and not say anything to, to them. Um, Eli did not, did not discipline his sons enough. And because of that, his sons will die and no one in his family line will ever reach old age. Verses 30 to 36. Verses 27 to 28 is extremely convicting because God chose them and delivered them from the hands of Egypt. We cannot take the things that God has done and do whatever we want or live however we want. We must have a responsibility and desire to honor and respect our God by living for him and putting God first after all he has done. Everything must stem from a heart of gratitude, love, surrender, and devotion to God. There is the, that is the only proper way to respect God after all God has done for us in this world. Anything less is absolutely unthinkable and disrespectful. And in the end, it never goes well. I really love when God called Samuel three times in chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. God spoke to Samuel and reinforced Eli and his family's fate due to their sins. Verses 10 to 14. Samuel was afraid, but told Eli what God predicted. And he knew that he knew that Samuel spoke to the Lord. Verses 17 to 18. I love how Eli accepted his fate and said the following. Verse 18. So Samuel told him everything, hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. I believe that Eli knew that nothing could be done to change the fate of him and his family. Verse 14. It is not worth committing some sins because it can absolutely destroy yourself and others. Eli's sins... Eli's son's sins affected his entire family and themselves, and Eli's lack of honoring God first affected him and his family. 
Sin may bring temporarily enjoyment, but everlasting consequences. I love how much God was seeking out the Samuel through God's word and that God allowed Samuel to speak his words. Verses 19 to 21. I believe that Eli and his son's sins allowed the Israelites to have extreme defeat in chapter 4. The Philistines captured the ark in verses 10 through 11 and Eli's sons died. Eli died later on in that chapter as well, verse 17. Eli's daughter-in-law died as well in verse 18. Whenever disciples of Christ compromise or remove themselves from God, people who are against God may get the temporary victory. See verses 9 through 11. At first, the Philistines were afraid of the Israelites when the ark of the Lord was around because of the miracles, the miraculous miracles God has done in the past, verses 5 through 9. Unfortunately, they captured the ark of God later on. When we mess up, it destroys us and it dampens God's reputation. Don't worry because God always gets the last say and show us who he is. But it's a shame and a waste for a believer of God to, to make a mockery of themselves. The Israelites simply thought bringing the ark of the Lord would save them in verses 3 through 5. That is not enough. We can have many blessings and great things from God, but it is God and God alone that delivers. This is why it's extremely vital that everything we do as believers and everything we are as believers stem from our identity, love, devotion, and respect of God. Because there are many blessings in this world, but God is the only one that is worth holding on to. Like I said before, God gets the last say. The Philistines may have captured the ark in chapter 4, but God dealt with them in chapter 5. The Philistines took the capture ark from God to Ebenezer to Ashdod in verse 1. It was called into... Oh, sorry. It was moved um, into Dagon's temple and set beside Dagon in verse 2. The people at Ashdod saw that Dagon fell on his face before the ark of the Lord, verses 3-4. through four. The Lord's hand was heavy on the people at Ashdod, and they had tumors, verse 6. They knew it was from God who did it to them, but it is sad to say that they refer to God as the lowercase g, God of Israel, verse 7. Even after all of that, they do not still proclaim that God is the only God and not one of the gods. Either way, the ark the ark was moved from Gath, and those people had tumors as well. Verses eight through nine, the ark of God was sent to Ekron, and the people died and was afflicted with tumors there as well. Verses ten through eleven, ten through twelve, the ark of God was eventually returned to Israel in chapter six. The Dagon's priests encouraged the Philistines to honor Israel's God and encourages them to send the Ark of God back to Israel in verse 5 to avoid making the same mistake Pharaoh did in Egypt in verse 6. The Israelites offer sacrifice of praise in verse 15. Seven, 70 people died from mistreating the Ark in, that, in God's presence in verse 19. In chapter 7, repentance was expected from the Israelites. They were commanded to get rid of the foreign gods and committed to God and serve God only. Once they do that, God would deliver them out of the hands of the Philistines in verse 3. Sometimes I want God's miracles without respecting the need to follow God's commands. I struggle with wanting to be delivered without, need, without the need of expecting change. I cannot fall into that trap. Nothing and no one should captivate my heart enough to jeopardize or come at God's rightful place in my heart. 
The Israelites served God only and got rid of the false gods in verse 4. They also fasted and confessed their sins in verse 6. I learned that it's not enough to stop bad behavior, but to start good behavior such as confessing, fasting, and seeking the Lord. Samuel sacrificed the burnt offering and cried out to the Lord on the Israelites' behalf. Verse 9. As a result, God answered him and gave the Israelites victory over the Philistines. Verses 10 through 11 and verse 13. Throughout Samuel's lifetime, God was against the Philistines and the and Samuel led the Israelites all the days of his life in verses 12, 13 to 14. So I'm going to end it here and start another episode going over the remaining chapters. Thank you so much for listening to Transform My Aisha's podcast. And I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.